You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Yan. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program presented on Wurundjeri Country. Welcome to another week of Diaspora Blues. I am Ayan Shirwa. Our fabulous guests this week are Betty Albian and Lee Lul. They are both creatives and real-life best friends, just like their fictional characters, Ruby and Zion from Little Seebs. And on today's show, we'll hear about their IG series, test their entertainment tastes and hear about their future solo projects. So that's up real soon. But before we bring them on, let's hear some music. This track is by Misha and it's called Self Care.
Tune in to Grounding Disability Justice, 3CR's International Day of People with Disability broadcast. On 3rd of December, 7am to 7pm, we're making space to explore what disability justice has been and will be on these lands, with programming led by Black and Indigenous community members, in addition to programs by disabled broadcasters from the 3CR community. Visit 3cr.org.au forward slash Disability Day 2021. Welcome back. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program that is also played on Radio Skid Row every Tuesday at 3.30pm. Shout out to Raul. So up now is my conversation with Betiel and Lee, the geniuses behind Little Seeps. Betiel opens the show with an introduction about herself and her work, followed by Lee. I am currently a media student. I graduated... Um, film school last year and I'm like continuing my studies. I am in the theater scene as a performer, writer. Yeah, a little bit of everything in the screen scene as well. Emerging, yeah, that's me. (laughs) I am a journalism student, also in the theater and film scene, primarily acting and writing, but recently I'm getting into directing as well, which is fun. Is this your first, like, filmmaking project? I was going to say, yeah, Betty L's done short films before um, and I've done documentaries. But, um, yeah, as far as, like, web series or episodic, this is our first project, yeah. And how did you two meet? We met 2018, summer of 2018, I think. Um, We met doing theatre. We're both a part of um, Western Edge Youth Arts. I don't know if you've heard of them but they're like a local community um, theatre and we met in the Wyndham, um, Wyndham part. Um, yeah, and we've just been besties ever since. So. <laughs> First of all, I love the besties title. So this is real. You're not just besties on the show, you're besties in real life as well. Of course, everything's <laughs> authentic. <laughs> and how did Seeps come about? How did you decide to go from an idea to actualizing it I think it's funny because like the characters Zion and Ruby have been around for like a long time but it hasn't always been like Seebs so in 2018 I had this residency with um Footscray Community Center and I just like wrote this little thing and I asked Lee to be a part of it and we did like this two-day shoot and it was just like really fast and really random And the residency had this thing at the end, I think it was like a one month residency. We had to kind of show a screening of like what we've been working on. And so a lot of like our theater friends, um, Penny, the co-artistic director of Western Edge directed us. And it was just like really fast, really like short and sweet. And Sammy, our friend like edited it and shot it and everything. And then um, we like screened it in front of like a bunch of theater people theater industry people and like some of our friends. And so that's how it started. And then, so that was kind of just like a little thing that we did. Um, And then I think the following year, Lee and I were just like, let's actually do this for real. And like, let's make a web series. And like, that's when we kind of started trying to get money. And we've been trying to get money ever since. (laughs) Yeah, that's also where we met um, some really cool people from Signal. We met them at that showcase. And from there, we've kind of built a relationship with that organisation. And they're the ones who kind of commissioned the mini series. And you've both worked with like 
everyone on the project is either established or emerging. You've worked with like really fascinating and interesting and super talented creative people. Are there things that you've learned along the way just watching them do their thing? I think we've both really, um, from Nikki and Amy, who are our producers, I think we've definitely learned a lot about our worth as artists. Um, I feel like when Bediel and I came into it, we were like, oh, wow, there's all these things and all this money. And then Nikki and Amy were like, um, that's actually exploitation. Like, they should be giving you more for that or you should be getting more for that. So, and I think that's really easy just to like jump into the art scene without, you know, people around you who've been in there for a while. Um, you kind of just have these, you know, bright eyes and big ideas. And then you kind of realize, oh, okay, mm. I got to, I got to work through this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I agree mm. with that. Yeah. Just because like, I guess when you're in the art scene, you just want to make stuff. You just like want to be creative. And so you can like, so you kind of jump into anything. But when you have like a support system that's maybe been around in the industry scene, we have a lot of like female mentors that are just like around us all the time. We try to, you know, go to them for advice and all that stuff. Um, when you have that kind of close group of people, yeah, it's just, it's good because they, they just know more and um, they can just like help us and make us feel like just safer in the space. Yeah. And I'm glad that you both said that because, that's something I also face as well. Like my um, line of work or creativity is just in training, in um, in radio. And I still have that kind of weird idea about self-worth. <clears throat> and I've had people actually say to me, Ayan, you're undercharging. Do you know what I mean? I've had organizations say, could you please boost up your price? Because this is not what we're about to do. And it's weird. I don't know if it's imposter syndrome. I don't know if I feel icky about money, but I can definitely relay. And I don't know where it comes from, but it's something that we definitely have to address. You did mention um, about mentorship, um, Betiel. You talked about going to your mentors to get advice. What's, and I feel like this could go to you as well, Lee. What's like one advice that they've given you that has stuck with you? That's a great question. I have really bad memory. So give, give me a second. Listen, this is, we're not live. We're not live. So take your time. Um, okay. Really good advice. They always, oh my God, they're always saying good things. Literally, like, I'm trying to filter through, like. <laughs> some really good things. Yeah. Um, I have one. Okay. Um, so, Zinzi Okenyo, um, I went to a talk that she did um, about worth in in the art space um and in particular how you decide what projects you want to pursue um and she kind of gave us this pyramid um so she said if it doesn't tick two off the pyramid then you shouldn't do it um and on the pyramid is are you being paid are you making good connections are you incredibly passionate about this project so it's like those are the three criterion and if it doesn't at least fit two then maybe yeah second guess if it's worth doing and I think ever since hearing that I've been like wow yeah because <laughs> there's been certain projects where you know you just pick them up because you think they're going to be great for networking but then it's a really bad experience and you're not being paid and so I think yeah that tidbit was 
I think that'll stay with me for the rest of my life, period. Yeah. First of all, I'm loving everything that you're saying. And I feel like a lot of people who will listen will take um, heaps out of this because it's a relatable and it's good advice as well. I guess for me, I've done a lot of uh, free labor or work that isn't paid. um, But now that I'm getting older, I choose that wisely. And um, I might not have the pyramid, but there are things that I do consider when taking on um, volunteer stuff. It's so for me, it's about community. Am I, you know, um, contributing um, in a very ethical way to the community? Or am I enjoying, am I getting like some sort of pleasure out of it? Because this isn't to say that sometimes we're going to choose every project because it's paid. It's all about knowing what works for you and what works in the situation that you're in. Sometimes you've got bills to pay and you've got to say no to um, free stuff. So I'm glad that you have some sort of scheme or a thing to kind of um, help you in deciding what roles to take and not. Um, okay, so Seebs, first of all, great name because that is the story of my life. Why did you decide to call it Seebs? Where does this name come from? Thank God you got it because a lot of older, like older, older folks, uh, we, got, we, we always have to, not that you're old. No, no, you, no listen, I have earned my stripes, yeah? Seebs, yeah, story of our lives. <laughs> like we're just always thieving. And if you look at like uh, at the characters, Dion and Ruby, um that's story of their lives as well and I think that's just like generational maybe mm. it's just like I see he's doing it I just I can't be bothered um yeah <laughs> I don't know how the, how did the name come up I think we just yeah. I think you're you're you were definitely the one that came up with it and then I was like I feel it's I feel like it's because every character in the show is seeing at something like there's something that they need to be doing to grow as characters, but they just, they're like, it's going to take too much work. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what about Ruby, as you mentioned? So Ruby and Zion are so convincing. They're supposed to be in high school, right? Yeah. So the prequel, so the IGTV series that we shot is, is a prequel. So it's like they're in their like final year of high school. Yeah. Okay, so your characters really encapsulate that high school vibe. And obviously you two are not in high school. Um, what do you think it takes to put on a convincing show? And, and what, what did you tap into when creating Ruby and Zion? I think that has a lot to do with chemistry. Maybe just because Lee and I are actually real life friends. And everybody in the um, Steve's IGTV series are also our friends. Like we do theatre with them. So we're like a really close knit group of people. Um, and it's just like natural chemistry. I don't know if you can fake that. It just like happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like convincing wise, so much of what we were writing came from personal experiences, like or memories. And then we've just kind of heightened them to, you know, fit a fictional kind of story. What do you think makes a good friendship? What are the ingredients that have to exist? I think it has a lot to do with just, I feel like Lee and I can like have so many great conversations and we just, it's just like so natural. Like I can talk to her about anything I feel like. Um, and even when we don't have a lot of things to talk about, we can like sit in the silence. Like it's not awkward or weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and astrologically speaking, 
Yeah, oh, I'm not the astrology girl. I did not bring that I'm in. I'm a sun oh. and she's a Leo moon. So there's all the, we're just in the same wavelength. Um, and if you know anything about astrology, folks, you know that that works. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's just our energies um, are very, very similar and different in the ways that matter. Um, I think we challenge each other. I think we look out for each other and we don't um, stifle each other's growth, which I think is where friendships go wrong um, because you need to be willing to kind of be like, pull yourself together <laughs> or like, you know, I think, yeah, I think you just need, you just need to be there for each other mm. and, and you need to have the other's best interests in mind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just want to say quickly that like I always feel supported by you. Like you just have the best energy and you're just so loving. And I think that that's like, yeah, like long-term friendship, you definitely need something like that. I'm going to pause this interview here. And when we return after this song, I put the girls to the ultimate test. Insecure or Atlanta? Yeah. 
guess I'll die alone Maybe that's a bit dramatic That's just one of my bad You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program presented on Wurundjeri Country and replayed on Radio Skid Row. I'm Ian Shirwa. The song we played before the CSA is called Browser History and it's by the wonderful Alice Guy. Today I'm chatting to the founders of Little Seebs and so far Betia and Lee have given us a glimpse into their world and their friendship and in this second half of the interview, I quiz them about their favourite films and TV shows. We'll start off easy. Who is your favourite actor? Regina King. I'm going to say Emma Stone. Emma Stone! Why Emma Stone? She adds this, like, oomph to every character she plays. Like, there's just she's just so watchable and likeable. And I feel like she could play, like, the worst character and still make it incredible. Mm. like just because of who she is yeah hey, Emma I see you all right so what's a movie that you wish you had been a part of book smart book smart yeah that sounds so familiar Olivia okay. Wilde such a good movie so I'm so writing good. this down because I want to watch them <laughs> Olivia Wilde okay okay so maybe this is just because I just watched it last night but have you any of you guys have um, watched The Harder They Fall Girl, that is my next question. Do not even rush me. Yes, yes, I love Hannah. Okay, I really like Western. And that is like the best Western film I've ever seen. It's on Netflix. You should watch it, Lee. Um, and I just, when I was watching it, I was just like, can I be part of this? Like, I know they're doing a sequel and it just looked like so much fun yeah. to shoot. Okay, let's go to the next question because that is exactly what that I was is- going to ask. So, okay, The Harder They Fall or yeah. the Django? Oh, the harder they fall. I'm sorry. I can't do Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Girl, his days of black exploitation are over. 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 And like, I love Jamie. And I think I tried to watch it and I just, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so the harder they fall. <laughs> I think it's the N words. Um, people are going to be mad about that one. Mm. <laughs> let, them, let them hate. They can't okay. get into the club. What about you, Lee? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm going to push it even further and say that I am proud that I've never watched a Quentin Tarantino film. Ever. Never watched one. Never watched one. Don't plan to. I'm not about it. Sorry. It's the feat for me. It's the feat oh, for me. Girl, I wish anyway. I had your principles. I wish I had your principles because I'd be slipping. <laughs> I'd be slipping. <laughs> Same. Oh, my God. Um, and um, I regret to inform you that I've seen neither of those movies. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Yes, but check out The Harder They Fall, Idris Alba. It's got everybody, the who's who and the cinematography and the characters and the lines. Oh, just does it for me. It's incredible. Okay, what about Insecure or Atlanta? I'm going to say Atlanta because I've watched more of that and also I just love the absurdity of that show and how wild it is. Yeah. I really like both of them but I'm gonna say Insecure I just love what Insecure represents like it's just everything that I've ever wanted to see on screen with like two leading black female best friends and I think just 
the comedy and the writing and the chemistry it's just and the stories it's like yes yes to everything and it feels sacrilegious trying to even compare the two because they're both deserving of their own space okay um what's the last movie that made you cry oh my god this is so hard okay you know what this is actually funny free guy have you seen free guy no um the new ryan reynolds taiko waititi film um genuinely cried don't know why because it's the goofiest movie it's hilarious by the way it's hilarious um but yeah i was bawling my eyes out like the third act i was like why is this destroying me (laughs) and i never cry with movies so i was like what is going on i think it's because they got my defenses down with all the humor and then out of nowhere, they just like sucker punch me. Yeah. I actually don't remember the last time I cried while watching a film. I don't know. Can't answer that question. So I don't know. Your tea, tea ducts are dry is what I'm hearing. They don't think work. I'm hearing. <laughs> no empathy. No feelings. Ridiculous. Oh, God. <laughs> the last thing that made me cry was a documentary on one of my favorite comedians who passed away in like 2011 Patrice O'Neill I'm not sure if you've heard of him but it was a doco about his life and just his struggles but it's not about me so let's go back to you finally what's a show that's received bad rap so not necessarily anything negative but a show that's kind of underrated that you've watched and gone hey this should receive more kudos I'm gonna say Made on Netflix um because it is just oh it's so good like um pacing and storytelling wise every single time an episode ended I was like I need to know what is going to happen next like I need it um and I think it it shows the complexities of like emotional abuse so well um and how much it can kind of fly under the radar um and not be taken seriously when it is a very 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 serious form of abuse so I was gonna say blood and water have you guys seen blood and water I have been meaning to you need to watch it it's it's this is it South African South African on Netflix it's set in Cape Town it's about these two two sisters that don't know that they're sisters and they were kind of like taken from each other's lives from like a really young age and it's actually based on a true story and so we kind of see Cape Town we see like two certain I guess scenes from Cape Town so we see like the really like wealthy part of Cape Town where like private school rich students and then we see kind of the like poorer side and it's like two sisters that come from like completely different backgrounds and then they try to find each other well one of them tries to find the other sister Anyway, it's really beautiful, amazing cinematography, writing's amazing, acting's amazing. Um, and I feel like more people should watch it. Like, hmm. it's like second season's out. And yeah, people need to get on it. God, you both have given me so many shows and movies that I need to catch up on. Um, before I let you go, any future plans for like, what are your, I guess, solo projects? Are you both working on anything at the moment that we can look forward to? Yeah, um, I'm assistant directing a show at La Mama Theatre in Carlton um, called Let Bleeding Girls Lie, which is going to be incredible. Um, So I'm super excited for that. And 
I'm also acting in a queer web series called Low Frequency. Um, so that'll be out sometime next year as well. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled. I feel like COVID ruined a lot of plans that I had this year. <laughs> so currently not really, but hopefully next year. Great. Thank you so much for coming on Diaspora Blues. It's been a pleasure chatting to both of you. Thank you so much. It's been much. wonderful chatting to you. Unfortunately, that is it from me. To listen back to this interview, visit our 3CR page at 3cr.org.au slash Diaspora Blues. And like Little Sibs, we're also on Instagram at 3cr.diasporablues. Taking us out is Nina Simone with Feeling Good. I'm Ayan Shirwa and I will see you next week. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good Fish in the sea You know how I feel River running free You know how I feel Blossom on the tree You know how I feel it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good. Dragonfly out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun, you know what I mean? Sleep in peace when day is done, that's what I mean And this old world is a new world And a bold world for me Stars, when you shine, you know how I feel Send out the pine, you know how I feel It's a new listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.